From deep in the heart of Texas, it's time to chain fire some freedom with another episode of the Clover Tack Podcast. Listen in as we have a conversation with people from the firearm industry and community. Are you ready for the show? We are too. Let's go. What's up, crew? Welcome to another Clover Tack Podcast, uh, powered by our good friends over at Monstrum Tactical. More about them, of course. Here uh, in just a few minutes, uh, it is September 28th, I do believe, of 2023, and we've got uh, Blake from Lock Grips patiently waiting, eating all the cookies, drinking all the orange juice back in the green room. We'll get him in here in a minute. A lot's been going on with Lock Grips and excited to talk about uh, all the cool new things. Uh, as we move forward through that, uh, first of all, welcome if you're out there in the replay world. Uh, and remember that you can participate uh, in these conversations via the comments below, wherever you're at. If you are following in live out there, uh, throw those questions out there in the live chat. We'll uh, do our best to uh, get Blake to answer them and uh, and all of that. We're not going to derail the conversation, so to speak, if it's an off-topic question or maybe something that uh, you came in late uh, and we've uh, we've already covered. But we will come around to it as uh the uh, infamous Jen Saki would say. We'll circle back around to that. I want to say a big shout out, big thanks to the Patreon patrons, the YouTube channel members, uh, and uh, those, as always, there's links below to uh, join up to that if you want. We do lots of cool things, uh, including the uh, sneak peek release uh, content. Uh, and then also, uh, yeah, proud to be a member of the Fires Radio Network. And uh, if you're listening through the Fires Radio Network, do me a favor, throw that comment down below and uh, and definitely let us know. So uh, Mossroom Tactical, let's talk about this just for a second before we get Blake in here. Uh, and um, man, I'm just blown away by a lot of the different stuff that, I, that I'm continuing to play with uh, when it comes to Mossroom Tactical. As far as you know, your scope rings and mounts and things of that nature, if you're looking for budget-minded stuff that's absolutely 100% solid, uh, they've got it. And I've noticed that uh, a lot of the uh, stuff that is in the CloverTech Amazon Influencer Store that's Mossroom Tactical-related, scope rings and, and mounts, uh, they move They move pretty, pretty good. They move pretty well. <laughs> they sell a lot of those. Uh, and I don't see very many in, in the way of returns. So that tells me that uh, folks are enjoying those things as much as I am. Uh, and then if you if you need things to put those uh, or attach those scope rigs to, well, obviously Monstro has uh, the optics, the Banshee series, LPVOs. Uh, they've got some red dot stuff and a lot of other cool things over there. Uh, robust, uh, fairly heavy duty, and as I said, so far reliable. So uh, shout out and thanks, of course, to Monstro Tactical for uh sponsoring the uh the podcast here with that let's get into uh uh blake into the house man what's hey, up dude Cooper. not much it's been Wait, a while since it's been a while <laughs> since we've had you on man yeah i want to say <laughs> a couple years now yeah it's going on i think three i think you said earlier it's like wow yeah. has it been that long but it has yep. yes yeah. lots changed i've shaved i think you stopped shaving I stopped. Yeah. Well, I gotta, I gotta pick up the slack somehow. Yeah, right? I like, like it. Like all these people shaving out there. Uh, I forgot who it was, but at TriggerCon this weekend, it was somebody that typically uh, is is pretty well bearded, and they were they were clean shaven. And I was like, man, like what's going on? Like I'm the oh, opposite. I'm not the trendsetter and the trailblazer. Apparently, uh, apparently, I do things completely opposite of everybody else. But that's 
that's okay, I suppose. Well, don't um, go back. You got to grow up for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I enjoy it. Um, it. It's, I don't know. It's something else to do. It's a hobby. I mean, I've understood before I would not shave because I was lazy. I think that's yeah. most, most of the guys, right? Yeah. But actually growing a beard and you got to get into your routine and you've got the products and you've got a comb and you got to, you know, you got to do all these things. You know, if you want it to look halfway decent anyway, uh, if you want yeah. the mountain man, if you're going for the mountain man, look, Grizzly Adams look, then maybe not. But yeah. if you want something that's, that's decent looking, I mean, in our, our setting, making these shows and being on camera and a lot of other things that you got, it's got to look somewhat decent, right? Um, it does take take some care. It takes some maintenance. Uh, dedication. Yeah, yeah. And so that part of it is is kind of fun. I mean, is moving into the journey and doing that. I realize that, yeah, you can't be lazy. Uh, <laughs> it would be it would be easier to shave, as a matter of fact, at this point, I think. But I want to give you I'm going to give you the floor here, Blake, for just a couple of minutes for those that are out there early that may not be familiar with lock grips. You guys been around for a while. Uh, yep. masters of the craft obviously when it comes to uh, grips but just give folks the basic rundown of who you are and uh, we'll kind of move along from there okay uh yeah so i mean we started 2015 ish uh our owner jason he he started wanting to just sell sell grips something he could make he came from a aerospace background and machining and he so he started 1911 grips because everyone you know, everyone does 1911 grips and it was something to start with. And at first it was slow. And then it started, you know, by slow, I mean, four to six hour work days. And then uh, him and one other guy on the machine. And then, you know, competition shooters started saying, hey, can you do this? I want a texture like this. Can you add this logo? And uh, he's, you know, he said, yeah, he had the time, you know, so and the, the capability. So he listened, and then uh, from there, he started developing, you know, things for the shooter, kind of by the shooter, you know, and then it word got around, picked up, and fast forward to now, we've got 20 employees. I don't even know how many machines we're outgrowing our building. We're looking at either building a new building or purchasing one nearby. Um, and so it's kind of crazy to look back in 2015 to now where, you know, you go through all those stages of growth, you know, year over year over year and just adding more and more options. And now we've built industry relationships with companies like SIG and Kimber and Taurus um, and, and smaller companies even too. We've got over 100 dealers around the world. So right. we're doing... You know some specialty stuff for you know customers custom stuff but then we're also getting orders for you know seven ten thousand grips for something else all wow. at the same time. so wow. and it's been a challenge growing and also trying to you know keep who we are because you don't want to just turn into that company that just makes this one cookie cutter grip forever in bulk i mean yeah a company wants that you know big company that's spitting out thousands of the same thing same gun a year but then we also have our custom shop for the customers where we personally talk to them and they send us logos and we try to get them a good grip you mm -hmm. know that is special to them yeah so you know our customers and our willingness to listen you know to the best of our ability obviously um has really 
driven us to be who we are now. And of course, everything we do is made and sourced in the USA. So that that alone is a challenge, um, especially today. Right. Now, talking about the international side of things, that's interesting. So are there any obstacles that you guys have when it comes to manufacturing, quote unquote, gun parts here and then having to go international with it? So we're we're getting to that line, you know, previously not so much because we basically did grips. Mm-hmm. In most countries, they don't even bat an eye at it. Okay. You know, every once in a while you get a grumpy customs agent who wants to be strict <laughs> and send, send it back and we send it back. You know, but for the most part, there's no issues. We've got dealers all over the world who have permits to get stuff in. So a lot of times internationally, it's easier just to get it from your dealer, even though right. we have thousands of options. They communicate it to their dealer. The dealer learns what to keep in stock. Now we're starting to do base pads, and we've been holding off on the extended base pads for a couple of reasons. One, international. Is that you can't, you can't mm-hmm. ship, you know, uh, increase anything that increases the capacity internationally, really. Right. So we've stuck to the plus zeros just to give people something to use with magwells. But now we're getting to the point we've tested a few different uh, designs for our extended bases, and uh, so that's another something new that's coming is extended bases, uh, starting with the Shadow Two, but we've been avoiding it one because we wanted to. A tested and good different design and also international is just a pain with that type of stuff right so once you get away from grips it starts getting a lot more complicated with yeah guns. yeah i can i can imagine that uh and i want to put a pin in the uh in the base pads for sure we're going to talk about products a little later on yeah. and i'm definitely interested in going down that rabbit hole a little bit uh, <laughs> further uh if you're out there live if you've got questions as we're moving forward again we're going to be getting into uh pretty hot and heavy into the products here here in a minute uh throw them out there in the chat we'll flag them we'll uh we'll get to them um you were talking about getting into i know that you you mentioned getting into a a newer building or a bigger building uh and then some website changes and stuff so uh the is it just the growth do you need more room for inventory machinery what is the reasoning for the large? Is the building just old and falling apart? What's the, the no, reasoning behind the so bigger building? The, the roof's not leaking much. You know, we're still, it, it heats in the winter. We're still good there. Um, <laughs> right. We're actually close to capacity as far as power goes. Wow. Um, okay. And it, like actual square footage for machines. We got another one. Man, I think in the last year, it's been a machine every month and a half, two months of something you know um we've been beefing up quality control as well machines uh a keyance we added which is like a machine that takes a ton of pictures and repairs right. it uh cmm we added a robot uh, an actual robot that loads machines for us wow uh, new cnc machines and we're just we're bursting out the seams and we're getting to the yeah. point where you know, we get a po from this company we're like that machine is doing that for six months now so, and we, we just need more space. We're going to be putting them in the parking lot soon. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it, we've been looking, I think, you know, the last six, eight months and we're getting down to where we're about ready to pull the trigger on, on one of two. Mm-hmm. And so here in the next six months, I'd say, yeah, we're moving down the road. So another 10 minute drive for me, basically, not a big not deal bad. for anyone. We're yeah. just going to have a ton more space. 
uh, more capacity and uh, it's going to be put together the way we want. So, yep. and that's a know, big deal. Like yeah. the, the building you're in now, did you guys just move into that or? So the yeah, funny story about that is uh, our owner actually came across it through a friend of a friend and he was sick of doing what he was doing. So like I said, he came from aerospace and wanted to kind of be his own boss. So he came in and started doing that. He had one machine and basically it looked like a roller rink just open, you know, and one machine off to the side. So, and then just started adding more and more and more. And now it's, we're to the point where we're at, we're going to keep adding machines, but it's going to be in a different building now. And so it's good. We've got work out through next year, just and with our uh, new product uh, list that we've got going, we've got over a hundred on the list and, yeah. and variations of all of those and then new guns in the meantime. So yeah, they're, we're not slowing down. Well, there's, there's, there's something to be said, you know, when you move into a, a, a building and you've got all those growing pains that go on with that building rather than finding a building and it, whether you're, you remodel that building or you build one from the ground up that, you're able to have the forethought, right? Like, oh, well, we've had experienced this in the past. We're going to go ahead and build this section or do this particular thing. That way we don't have that problem in the future. You know what I'm saying? Kind of head off that stuff. And that only comes with the experience of those growing pains and being in business for quite a few years. So, uh, right. That's what I was going to say. Make things a little more efficiently from the start. And that does nothing but help the bottom line at the end of the day. Uh, Let's be honest about it. So yeah, uh, the website, you said there was some uh, upgrades, updates, some things going on there. What's yeah. what's happening there? Well, you know, people, most people like a website, but it's getting, it's getting cluttered. Um, it needs an update. Every update, really every three to five years, you need to refresh it. Mm-hmm. And we're at that point anyway, but we've been working on this thing for a year and a half. Um, right. There's just been some updates in the uh, server side of things. So it's taken longer, but. You know, we used to have a page of, say, you have a shadow two palm swell and it's 24 colors, but all there's 24 colors of the same thing. So we consolidated a lot of stuff. So it's going to be a lot easier to shop. Um, and there's be more options on a product. You don't have to dig as much to find what you want. And we also have been working on a filter system. So, kind of like on a car site, we have a section where you can go and you type in your gun model and it pulls oh. up the grips that are compatible. Nice. So, because there's a lot of cross compatibility, and you just can't name a CZ grip that fits, you know, a, a full size CZ grip fits a Shadow 2 SP01, a TS, TS, like, you know, eight different models. Right. You can't name it that. So, right. we've we've added a filter system so that you can see everything compatible to your model. Um, nice. There's even models, you know, like a CZ85. We don't make anything for that, but it uses CZ75 grips. Mm-hmm. Right. So you'll be able to type stuff in and nothing pops up. I mean, no, we don't have anything for it, but it doesn't mean we can't add it to our list. Right. So it's going to be a lot more shoppable. Um, I'm told we're launching here in the next week or two. So nice. Very cool. I mean, fingers crossed. We've heard that before, but uh, they're in the final stages. It's really complicated with an e-commerce site to do that. Um, but right. we're excited about it. Yeah. Um, Another thing about the whole new site is we haven't, we've been on a new product freeze, not being mm-hmm. able to add new products because they are transitioning. 
So when we launch, we're going to be releasing a lot of new products at the same time. Oh, wow. Okay. Double whammy. So that gives people a chance or an opportunity or a reason, I guess, to go over there and check out the, uh, check out the website for sure. Um, And that's a great segue, you know, moving into, you know, moving into talking about the product. So let's back up to the magazine base extensions real quick. Since that's fresh, fresh on my mind. And you mentioned that Um, I'm a big fan of those, not necessarily for the added round count, Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, the, balance when it comes to weight yeah. uh, you know i tend to like out for range fun competition i like a longer barrel um and just having that added weight at the bottom of that magazine to kind of help balance things out yeah. uh is interesting so uh what are those extensions going to look like are they aluminum are they you know so i mean right now we offer brass and aluminum plus zeros they're pretty okay. minimal but even those add noticeable weight over the they will if they're metal yeah. Um, yeah so that's what we have right now because we have magwells well, and, and then also they add a little bit of uh correct me if i'm wrong but they that add a little bit of uh what am i thinking strength or reliability right i mean you oh, yeah, drop yeah. that you <laughs> drop that mag yep. and the heaviest part of the mag is probably going to hit the ground first which is going to be the yep. brass or the aluminum and you're not smacking the plastic base pad or whatever onto rocks or gravel or whatever all the time so yeah they they hold up um we go so far as when we're testing a new design is we'll do the normal you know drop the mag of uh, 50 times whatever on the concrete gravel and we've gone so far as to just hammer it you know oh wow really by hand just to see you know what's it going to take to break this and then where is it going to break and we've gone through so many mag bases and retaining methods because mm-hmm. you know with extended bases there's pins there's screws um each manufacturer and, and model yeah. is different right yep like so the one we're working on now i'd say we're probably 90 percent there we're mm-hmm. just having a few guys testing it stress testing it um we're opening with it's going to be a sleek design for everyone um, so it kind of goes with everything, but we're going right. to open with the, uh, Metgar 17 round for the CZs, um, just cause mm-hmm. that's our, our popular thing. Right. And those we're calling them 140 millimeter bases plus four. Um, oh, wow. okay. depending on the follower, you know, people can get an extra round or two out of them. Um, but those, you know, after we launch the new site again, that's probably going to be you know, I'd say in the next month or two for that one. Right. So now and, you're sticking with, are you sticking with, uh, with maggot extensions that you can use the factory spring or is that no, something so, that I mean, plus, be problematic? plus two, um, mm-hmm. you can typically get by with it factory. Yep. Yeah. But with these, you usually want an extended one and we'll, we'll post with it. You know, I don't think we're going to carry these. Just because we're gonna have such a variety, but it's kind of like pump. here's the grams. Want you know, go grab this one. But right. honestly, most guys that are getting these already have them. Yeah. So and you know, if you don't, you know, hit up grams. They've got reliable springs. And one mm-hmm. we when we put these on the site, we'll give you the proper proper links and recommendations. Right. Right. And you were asked about materials. Uh, when we do metal, it's gonna be brass and aluminum, basically for anything grips, uh, whatever. Right. So you'll have your gold, brass uh, base plate, black Cerakote, anodized aluminum. 
Uh, so, I mean, that's what you got to look for there. We'll start, like I said, with our sleek design and maybe, you know, see how that goes, add some fancier stuff to them. Right. Now, uh, you know, moving on to the, uh, moving on to the grips, I guess. You talked about what, a hundred some odd items you guys are. Yeah. Uh, so you're it out, but you know, yeah. you, you talked a little bit with the website there about, uh, folks getting on looking and the CZ 85, I think it's a great example and not being able to find anything, but like people doesn't, don't know the cross compatibility with exactly. cross compatibility, especially holy Moses at the amount of grips that you guys have, like it or <laughs> amount of firearms you guys cover. Like yeah. it's almost, it's almost everything. Uh, certainly everything what within the last couple of years or so. Yeah, we've been really making an effort to uh, make good industry contacts and try to keep up yeah. with what's coming out. We've even, you know, part of my job is I've shifted more from, you know, customer service. I back up our customer service girl now, but I've shifted more into a product management role and also, mm-hmm. you know, customer or uh, industry relations. So right. we're working on right. building relationships with these companies and we're getting, you know, there's stuff I can't talk about that yeah. we have that's not even out. So we're, we're getting companies now that are trusting us, sending us things and saying, Hey, we're not necessarily going to buy anything from you, but we understand how important aftermarket accessories are. So we want to be able yep. to say, Hey, there's stuff available for this when you buy. It. Yep. Um, because a lot of times what companies do is they'll release a gun and they go cheap on the grip, you know, just for the price point. And then then they just say, hey, this is what's out there. So we're, right. we're starting to get more of that. And I'd say since you and I have talked, over 100 items have hit our site. Right, right. Now, um, as far as the grip textures go, are there, are there any new textures that are added? You know me, I'm a bogey. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, just love the, the, the bogey texture, but um, are there any new textures, anything like that, that you guys have come up with? So there's one major one, um, and I think last time we talked, our Veloce texture just came out. Veloce, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Since since then, that's our uh, technically our number two selling texture. Number one right now is our brass gridlock texture. Just solely, you know, competition, the way that's what people are going for. Um, and we do have a new texture coming. And since the beginning, people have been crying. I want more aggressive. I want something. Wow. The more aggressive. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah. You know, I feel yeah. the bogeys and it's too much for me. I have yeah. office hands for the most part. All right. So, you know, Veloce is where I stop. But um, so over the last couple of years, we've been kind of tossing the idea around. Finally, it's just come to a, a point where it's constantly requested. So. If anyone's seen on our Instagram, in the if you go to our highlights, there's one called the Lab. So mm-hmm. there's a new texture. We did a poll for naming it. Um, so what it is, it's a brass texture, and it's got I don't know how to explain it, but it's got a lot of sharp points on it. Sure. And we we did a lot of testing in house, feeling it. We sent it out to some guys, and basically the consensus was this is this what we want. Don't go more aggressive than this. Um, cause at that point, I mean, it's, it's, you're getting dangerous unless you're wearing gloves, you can guarantee you're wearing gloves. So we put up a poll and, uh, it was between like carnage, savage and lock jaws. Um, and what overwhelmingly, uh, lock jaws won. So L O K jaws is what we will be calling this new texture. Nice. And that was actually, uh, some, 
some of our followers randomly suggested that multiple people. Mm-hmm. So and then we voted on it and it was like 80% of everyone who voted chose that one. Right. Um, so we're working on batches of them. They're going to be brass. Raw brass will be out first, probably next one or two months, um, followed by Cerakote in brass and then aluminum colors as well. Nice. So it, it is an aggressive texture. So if you feel like bogeys is not enough for you or you like our brass and the gridlock is not enough for you, you definitely want to check this out. Yeah. And we, now, do, we do let you return them as long as they're not used. You know, usually <laughs> you can feel them. We you know, don't want bloody grips coming back or anything like that. Right. But it's definitely yeah. our most aggressive texture. Yeah. Now, when you talk about the, being able to get that aggressive, that more aggressive texture, and, and I don't understand some people like, you know, you could literally use your handgun grips as a rasp to do woodwork for some folks. Oh, yeah, but, this is worse. Uh, <laughs> or, or a bastard file or something like that, yeah, right? Exactly. But anyway, um, so is there a point at which the aggressive, and, and whether it's in the manufacturing process or whatever, is there a point at which the this is like the just about the most aggressive you can get with G10, and that's why the others are predominantly in the metallic, or how does that work as far as the um, materials versus aggressiveness? Well, so G10, you know, it is a layered fiberglass material, although it's mm-hmm. it's really strong. If you get thin, you might start to get a little, you know, splintering or crappy. Uh, so when yeah. you get a really sharp texture, a really thin, sharp It's a little point, dangerous, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and then metal is even worse because it can hold a razor edge. True. You know, for the most part. I mean, aluminum, you can probably get sharper than brass. Um, so I, with this texture coming out, there is probably just a little bit more room to go more aggressive. But at that point, it's, you know, we've said it before, though, like, it's dangerous. But, yeah. you know, you get to a point where it's like, all right, you guys got to start holding it better yeah. or something. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes enough is enough when it comes yeah. to, it becomes a texture. I think, uh, Georgia trucker, like we got a question out there. So we'll yeah. throw this one up. Uh, says that I see uh SIG P226, but no P228. Uh, can they be trimmed to fit or do you do custom ones for the P228? Um, the 228 and 229, I believe are actually the same. And uh, we will be adding 229 grips, I'd say probably next year, honestly. Um, okay. So we've got the, we've got what we need to, to do those. We just right. have to get to them. Yeah. So we, we did the 226 because obviously that's, the SAO isn't the most popular, but mm-hmm. there's another secret, the double action, single action, 226 <laughs> is next. Um, right. And then that 228 is not far down the road, but you yeah. don't want to try to fit the 226 grips to it. Um, you're better off getting a block of raw material and doing it from, you know, things are just, start fresh. yeah, things don't line up. Um, yeah. it, a lot of stuff looks close, but you don't want yeah. to start going down that road. Well, it's the, and it's just, I know, I know Georgia truckers is pretty handy out there. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing that I found with, with y'all's, and you know I've had to do a little bit of filing and sanding on, on a few grips over the years, um, is like the, the grip screw holes have to line up. <laughs> like if, the, <laughs> if that don't line up, like you can forget it. Um, yeah. As long as you can get the grip screw holes to line up. You can hold it on the question. G10 yeah. is super easy to work with if you're, yeah. if you're handy. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're one of these types that, you know, and there's, 
unfortunately there are dudes out there this way oh, yeah. that can't can't change a tire fix a leaky faucet that sort of thing yeah. you may not want to attempt it but uh if you're if you're a tim taylor guy with a big toolbox in the garage uh as long as the grip holes line up you know yeah. odds are you could probably shape those things and, and work with them pretty well yeah and a lot a lot of times you know you just shoot us an email like hey i got this will this fit and we can tell you you know straight up don't even try it or yeah it's not far off but disclaimer use a gunsmith but also if you're going to do it i recommend looking at this area remove a couple thousands um like i think you uh you got like the beretta clones the faith yep you've got you've got those and uh the bushings are just a little they're off and then i think there's like a little area in where like the safety is mm -hmm. and i think you it didn't take you much to get those to fit nope uh did a little bit of reaming uh from the back side of the grip on that and yeah. what we're talking about here is i i got the faith grips which hopefully the mc14t grips will be coming for too long and folks yeah, won't have to do it yeah yeah, but uh, but yeah, a little bit of reaming on the back side, not even on all four of the grip screw holes, yeah. uh, but I want to say just like on the top, maybe on each side, a little bit of reaming on the back of the hole, so it beveled it just a little bit, and that was yeah. would enable it to kind of snap into place better, uh, and then yeah, right around the safety area, a little bit of filing, and then and it was done. I mean, you can't you can't tell that anything was even done. Yeah, yeah. and it's, that's not uncommon with clones. Um, not that clones are bad, but a clone is not an exact, you know, copy, you know, they clone, they do their thing, clone, mm -hmm. whatever, but then they also will do their own tweaks to it, whether they need to for, you know, uh, the rights and all that, they can't copy yep. it perfectly, but we, sometimes we get customers who are like, oh, this is a clone, it should fit. Well, the clone's not an exact copy. <laughs> so anytime you get a clone, expect... Okay a little bit of fitting but usually they do a really good job anyway mm -hmm. and then those companies who do make clones are on our list of companies to start working with yes so like EAA, right. um the uh who makes the oh like sar usa they do like the k12 yeah the, the met metallic stuff yeah, and yeah i talked to that's going to be exciting because i talked to uh jake with sar oh. over the weekend and they're really they're really happy with the SAR nine, their poly line right now. Yep. And he's like, Yeah, we're gonna really think we're really gonna lean back into the uh uh the metallic line, the P eight L, the revolver, the K forty five, that sort of stuff. So um uh, yeah, I think it's kinda like what you said earlier. I mean, everybody benefits, I think. One of the first things I do, and you know this, we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. I've run lock groups for a long time. And the reason is <laughs> I'll get a handgun and whether it's I just don't like the color, there's nothing like not that there's anything wrong with the stock grips. And some manufacturers some manufacturers yeah. take offense to that, right? Like, oh, yeah. why are you putting an aftermarket part on our thing? Well, like there's nothing necessarily wrong with the factory grip, but maybe I don't like the color. Maybe it's that superficial, right? Um, or maybe it's a, a an application-based thing or whatever where it's a texture issue. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah, you know, there's there's lots of ways or reasons to do that. And I think that, you know, why not have those aftermarket? And I'm glad to see companies that are open to working with you guys and stuff. Because, you know, I, I hate to see somebody that, you know, the rising tide raises all ships or whatever. But I hate to see somebody out there that sees a, 
let's just use SAR because we were talking about that, sees a SAR on social media somewhere, and they go, man, I really like that. I, I wish the grips come in orange, or I wish the grips were yeah. this this texture. So go well, yeah. Boom. There you go. Pick pick up that SAR. You know, spend a little money with those guys. You know, keep their their business going, and then jump over to Lock Grips. You know, and uh, customize it, make it your own. Nothing wrong with that. And I mean, on that note, what we're starting to see is, and I'll say, Sig is a good example of this. Is we're starting to see more companies realizing the value of aftermarket. So instead of saying, "Hey, go go get it after you buy it." Like uh, SIG, you can they have their FCU builder with their 365 and their 320. You can go on, you can literally build your gun on their site with a bunch of aftermarket parts um, that they provide. And then on the P320, our grips are on there. So you could build a P320, pick the AXG module, and then pick our grips. So a lot of companies um, are starting to do that more, and that's what we're you know, we're trying to work with these companies to do, you know, like SAR. Part of our goal with them is, yeah, we get a lot of requests for their guns, but we also want to be able to say, hey, here's some stuff, buy a batch of them. Maybe you have a few colors and they can get them from your site and then come to us if they want different colors. Yeah. And, you know, we've been working with Walter for a while, so we're hoping to see some of our PDP stuff up there. Um you know, there's a few other companies like Lago Arms, you know, they make higher end guns, but we have been working with them closely as well. So because companies like that are starting to realize, hey, people don't want all the, a black gun, mm-hmm. you know, they want to be able to piece it together or have options on our site. Taurus is another good example. We, we've got a lot going to them right now. And you go on their website, they have aftermarket stuff as well. Right. Yeah. There, there are that's, a few companies that are kind of they've been resisting it, you know, but I think they're starting to see the light and right. just we can all work together basically. Yeah, it's one less thing they've got to try to do in house, right? That yeah. they've got to try to have machinery for. They've got to try to do, you know, if you and them can work out a deal, like I said, everybody wins. Yeah. You know, they increase the sales of their firearms because they're offering something that's customizable for the end user, you know. Um, you know, you guys are selling a crap ton of grips to, <laughs> to them. Yeah. And ultimately the end user is getting what they want, right? Exactly what yep. they want. So everybody wins when they get the gun, yeah. you know, they don't have to yep. get it and then look for something. They wait. Yeah. Yeah, yep. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's awesome. Um, so what they caught my eye, you sent some pictures earlier. Yeah, this was yeah. a this was a this was a SIG grip, and I'm guessing it's aluminum. I think that's a SIG. It's hard to see all this. Is uh, it black with silver? It's black with the silver inlays. Like holy oh, moly! Yeah. So, holy moly! Yeah. So that is our. It's an AXG gridlock grip. Okay. So it's a gridlock texture. It's aluminum. What we did was, and we got. Is the whole thing aluminum or just the yeah. silver? Is the whole thing. Aluminum. Okay. So I mean, we actually talked to SIG. They said, "Hey." you guys are clear to use the Legion logo. So we put the Legion nice. logo, we literally engraved it on it and then we, and it's aluminum and we anodized it and then we mounted it back up in the machines and just recut that logo. So that whole thing is anodized aluminum and then that logo shows and we've got a black okay. version as well. Yeah. I think you got the black one. 
Yeah, the, the picture you sent was the black with the silver. Yeah. I said inserts, but you guys cut that out. Yeah. It almost looks like an insert, which is yeah. kind of neat. And those um, aren't, you know, those aren't on the site yet. That's one of those things that we'll be adding here shortly as well. Right. Well, you know, and, and I'm looking forward to that with the website, uh, being able to, to showcase and have all those options available for everybody. Um, what's out there? What else is new, Blake, that, uh, that so we should talk about? Probably the biggest one is the CZ Shadow 2 Compact. So okay. uh, that, it, that dropped like a month ago or something, maybe two mm -hmm. months. Um, when that came out, that's when we found out. We saw it on Instagram, and that's when we found out. Now, we've been, you know, typically our goal is to know beforehand, but, you know, that launch just was all of a sudden. Right. And the day that they released that, we started getting calls. Do you have grips for this? <laughs> Granted, no one had the gun yet. Right. Do you have grips for this? No. Uh -huh. so we, you know, we got a list of customers. We throw in a list, and we just personally email them links once we have products. Right. So... You know, I got a whole CZ. They expedited an order, got the gun literally within a couple of weeks, and we've already we're basically giving it the Shadow Two treatment slowly. You know, there's a lot of stuff, but every day we get we get dozens of calls for grips for that gun, and most of these people don't have it. It's either on order or they're going to get it. So back to what you're saying, that even tells you right there. First thing you want to do, change the grips, customize it. But this, this, uh, the Shadow 2 Compact is probably the next, you know, that's the next hot thing right now. And that's, we're actively working on it. We'll probably have G10 thin bogeys um, coming out here in a couple weeks. And then on the palm swells, add more textures, add brass, add aluminum. I mean, you know, you know the works for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that, that's what's uh, big right now that we get the most requests for. Yeah. And I and I totally identify with the uh, you know looking for grips before you ever get the you ever yeah. get the gun. Uh, look at what you can do to it, you know. You know, it's like an AR, you, know, you, know. you know that you know that as well as anybody. You know, yeah. I'll hit Blake up and I'll say, "Hey, so and so is supposed to be sending whatever. Y'all got grips for that?" Because <laughs> yeah. I know full well I'm going to end up changing the grips. Might as well go ahead and start the process of looking. Um, yeah. And thankfully, uh, you know, a little bit of modification aside on the MC14T, Lock Grips has always had, yeah. you know, what I what I needed. Uh, you know, another one of the pictures you sent me, which was just a beautiful handgun more than anything, but I think the Lock Grips set it off. Is that all stainless rival S with those oh, yeah. purple? Yep. Oh my God, the purple! I'm <laughs> assuming that's aluminum grips. Yeah. And I like that's got to be one of the prettiest handguns I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and the Canic stuff is, the Canic stuff is is super popular. So is that is Canic stuff a, a good seller for you guys? I would think it yeah, would be. Yeah, it's but... fairly new, honestly. Um, you know, it kind of came out of nowhere for us, and uh, with the TP9 SFX, which came before the Polymer rival. Right. So we hit that one a little late because as soon as we released backtraps for that rival, the Polymer rival came out. Right. But since the Polymer rival came out. That's been one of our top sellers, our brass back straps and mag wells and aluminum. And then that Rival S came out, I want to say they announced it like late last year. Mm -hmm. And that thing was so popular. We, we started trying to get a gun then and we didn't yeah. get one until like May. Yeah. You know, and we had started in like December trying to get the gun 
Right. And it was just, you know, I talked to them, you know, I talked to Canic or Century Arms, and uh, they said, every gun that's coming in is just going out. It's not even stopping. Right. Just, we don't you know, have, we don't have one to send you. Yeah. So we yeah. finally got one and we got the silver one. It's got some like polished, you know, sections on it. And we've got G10 grips and brass grips for that out right now. The aluminum, which you saw in purple. Um, I think the purple is, is amazing on that, especially the Canic crowd. They love the, you know, Miami vice look uh -huh. that retro look so we got the purple that bright we got a bright blue which i didn't send you that we got a bright red um so those again here probably next few weeks we'll have those up on the site and then we're on the palm swells with those things so oh nice we got to give the the rival s the treatment as well and then it's also going to be getting a new magwell right right um, so we've got Chris from the seven four zero out there real quick. Uh says I didn't know that Locke was in Michigan. I guess that yeah. explains the Lions shirt. So Yeah, one well, it's Lions Packers Day, so gotta represent. Was that, that game today? Yep, tonight. Okay. Okay. So it's a uh, good so far it's a good year to be a Lions fan. We'll see how it goes. Y'all don't have many of those. No, I think <laughs> two that I can recall. <laughs> Yeah, and always uh, so. I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, I haven't been a sports ball guy in many, many, many years. Uh, but I can tell you that back in the Barry Sanders days, anyway, uh, you know what, late '80s, you know, early mid '90s, yeah. and Barry Sanders was a beast. If you're not a uh, sports person out there, just so you know, uh, one of the best running backs of all time ever. But uh, that was the last. Un good era, unfortunately, so. <laughs> unfortunately, one of the best running backs all time ever. On possibly one of the worst teams and retired early ever, yeah. <laughs> you know. And you're like, that's that's saying a lot, right? When he can, yeah. you know, when when you've got a player that can do that. So, uh, definite respect for 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 Brady Sanders there. But, um, yeah. So they, they're you think your lines are they're doing pretty decent this year, huh? Yep, and uh, we'll we'll see how tonight goes. I think that might set the tone for the rest of the year, but. They opened up against the Chiefs, and that went good. So, yeah, yeah. Fingers nice. crossed. You know, yeah, <laughs> we get a heartbroken every year. That's what we do, <laughs> right? Well, you get, you get used to it. It's like, well, you know, you get used to it, and then uh, one of these days when they win the trophy, right? It's all that much sweeter. So, oh yeah, yeah. got to look at it. Okay, got to look at it like still. that. <laughs> right, right. Um, so we talked about the bag of stitches. We talked about the uh, about the grips. Mm -hmm. uh you guys have all kinds of other things you've got mag releases you've got display stands i know you got what what else do we need to talk to talk about um another one um which we never really considered in the past until last year or two was revolvers oh yes so that's absolutely. big for a lot of people I, I sent you a picture i think of the the judge um and those the grips that they're a nice big palm swell really fill out your hand Mm -hmm. Veloce texture that we toned down for revolvers. Ah, uh, okay. You know, a large frame gun, you don't really want something super aggressive. So we toned it down, you know, near the web of the thumb, near like the beaver tail. Um, mm -hmm. But you still get a good grip in the palm of your hand. But those grips, they're actually the Judge Tracker Hunter. So they'll fit all of their large frame. Wow. From the Judge up to the Raging Hunter, which that's what's on in the photo with you. Um, so those are out um, 
Taurus will actually be adding them to their website as well, probably over the next few months. I'm going to have uh, to take a look at those. Those are out now? No. Um, no. So come, that's actually, that product is created on our new site right now. Yeah. So it will technically launch with the new site. It's coming. So yeah. Yeah. The nice thing about that, like I said, is it's going to fit a wide range of the large frame Taurus revolvers. Yeah. Well, um, I've got a, I've got a four inch tracker in 44 fit, Magnum. Yeah. And the grips and it's factory grips on it. That yeah. is the worst. That is the, and 44 <laughs> Magnum is not the most pleasant thing to shoot to start no. with. But those grips are like a ribbed texture. Yeah, like the ribbed and, rubber. And those yeah. ribs under the recoil and the, just the massiveness of a 44 mag, I think they vibrate and they pinch. They literally will uh, pinch your hands. They're ridiculous. Weird. I hate it, that. That revolver would be so much more fun if it had yeah. a different. And, and all these years, I've always threatened, I'm going to change grips. I'm going to change grips. I'm going <laughs> to change. Well, we'll, we'll um, have some soon. I can. And so it's right like, now, okay, okay. Now we've got, now we got some lock. Now I can get on board. We got some lock grips coming out. Because well, even right now, if someone wanted them, they could email us and we could put an order in for them. That's well, the, you know, one of my things is really the only options when it comes to revolvers you've got is wood. Yeah. And you know? the people who like those, I think they either like it for the looks. It's like a barbecue yeah. gun or they're just old school, you know. I right. don't need a grip. Um, from what I've heard, Jerry Mitchellek, he likes a smooth grip so he can readjust. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me, I'm not shooting like him. You know, I'm I'm making I'm getting a good grip before I shoot something anyway. Yep. Yep. Um yep. so these I think I think you would like. They're a palm swell with three finger grooves. Nice. Get your hand comfortably. And I would want good texture with that 44. I mean, obviously yep. I'd want some good texture on there anyway. So and as long as you uh, get your yeah, hand in cool. there good and it's not there's not a, a gap and it's moving around, you're mm -hmm. good. Um, so on top of the judge, we've got the Rossi RPRM series grips coming out. Okay. So what those are is they look just like what we already have on our website for the K6S, which is what we have for the judge. Mm -hmm. Um, and they fit the R. The RP63, which is their small frame, and then the RM66, and they will also fit their RM64. The 64 is not out yet, but then it's going to take the same grips. Um, right. And then we're hitting, we are in the final stages of finishing them off, the Taurus small frame grips, which is probably one of the top selling revolvers ever, of frame size anyway. Right, right. Um, and then J frames after that. So J, J frame, that's going to be next year. So we're going to be hitting uh, Ruger's eventually as well. Um, Colt. So the Colt's a little trickier because that's more like a class, you know, the Python, that's more of a yeah. classic look. So that's a little more challenging. Right. Um, but yeah, look for lot grips, revolver grips next year. Um, I think that's going to be pretty big for us. One piece or two piece? Uh, they have to be two piece. Okay. Um, it's G10, so okay. It, we have we do them in two pieces. There's dowels, screws, um, right. really solid. And all of ours so far, and going forward right now, they wrap around the back track. Oh, and nice. Once okay. we get for, once we get established, maybe. So they look like a they look like a one piece. They function like a one piece, yep. but they're two piece. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I hear you. So okay. our goal right now is to make a a palm filling functional grip. Um, we do have some smaller ones that will be good for carry for the small frames. 
Right. But we're not right now. We're not planning to do the ones that are just basically the size of the frame. You know, the okay. back traffic exposed. That might be yeah. down the road. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, we're gonna shift gears. Uh, hang tight here for a second, Blake. We're gonna shift yeah. gears because uh, we've got to jump into our on the spot segment real quick. If I can find uh, all the stuff here, it's brought to you by our friends over at, uh, of course, Anderson Manufacturing. I've had some conversations with uh, Kyle, as a matter of fact, through text anyway, the last few days. They've been super busy over there at Anderson Manufacturing. Uh, you know the uh, modern sporting rifle AR platform stuff, including the carbines that they've had for years, uh, the uh, uh, 10s, the 15s. Uh, you know the Kiger. Uh, one of the things that I'm actually picking up, hopefully on Saturday, uh, is my uh, Kiger, the, uh, what is it, the Pro, the 9C or whatever it is, Pro. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll have um, an optic for that and, and all the other goodies to go with it before too long. But really looking forward to, I've shot that Kiger before uh, at some industry events and other things, but really looking forward to uh, getting it here on the uh, range at the house and spending some daily quality time with it because uh, it does appear to be a, a pretty decent handgun, especially for the money. And and everybody knows Anderson. Uh, they offer a pretty decent value for your for your buck. Uh, and super excited. I've said this over and over and over, but super excited for the uh, bolt actions to eventually come along from Anderson as well. Um, in particular, the 300 Win Mag. And yeah, I said 300 Win Mag because they're going to be doing the 6.5 Creed, supposedly the 308, and the big boy 300 Win Mag for those of us manly enough to handle that cartridge anyway. So uh, shout out again. Big thanks to uh, to Anderson Manufacturing. And uh, with that, we're going to put Blake on the spot. So I got a few questions here. We're just going to have a little fun, Blake, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, what was your first firearm? Um, the Red Rider BB gun. I want to, or Daisy, Daisy, sorry. I think I was like four, honestly. Well, that's not um, a firearm. Yeah. So my personal purchase firearm was a Taurus PT 709 Slim. Oh, I'm sorry. It's also my most hated firearm. <laughs> I hated right. that thing. So I right. it was uncomfortable. Um, I think it was, you know, pre Taurus stepping up their game. Oh yeah. Yeah, you it know? was. Um, yeah. I actually returned that one, and uh, then I would say after that was my Ruger SP-101. That's my solid. Snub Nose 357. It's probably one of my favorite guns now. Oh yeah, that's solid. Uh, what was your first vehicle? <laughs> a, a Taurus. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yep, it was like a ninety something. It was a it was a beast. It was a tank, big square oh, body. That's crazy. A Taurus. Yep. Taurus was your first firearm. Taurus was your yep. first vehicle. Like, what are the odds of that? <laughs> yep. And then it went um, there, it was a Bronco. So, you know. Oh, there you go. So you stepped up like you did with the SP-101. Yeah, so I nice. figured out what I wanted. And you stayed with Ford, so I can respect that game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite band or musician? Man, that's, that's a tough one because it depends on the era i guess but you know right now i listen you know i've been on a country kick uh okay. a lot of chris old school chris young uh okay. old school garth brooks but yeah. other otherwise it's like random 90s you know nostalgia type of it's stuff. okay it's okay you can admit that you're you're into chris Gaines right now you can, you can admit, you no, can admit no, to no. That. we don't we don't talk about that <laughs> that was an identity right. crisis i'm telling you man 
that was a troll, I, I think. I read somewhere that was a troll Garth Brooks did. Like he yeah, he know. had a contract with a recording company or something. He had to put out another album. Um, he had to do it, and so he did it just as a troll. Like, okay, well, I don't really want to do this, so I'm going to yeah. do something really <laughs> weird. Um, we deleted it, that memory. Ooh, and it was definitely weird. Um, what's your favorite cartridge? Probably 357. I, yeah, 357 wow, okay. 45. I'm I'm a boomer at heart, maybe. I don't pretty know. Pretty old school, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, 38 357 been getting it done for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's well, hard. I to, like I like 357. I like shooting a 38 out of the 357 as well. Right. Um, target you know and typically you know it's a heavier frame so recoil right. ain't bad i love my i have a, a bright stainless high polish colt 1911 uh, right. barbecue gun but i love shooting you know it's 45. right right nines nines are all right but i don't really you know i get ah. with it, you know nines are overrated come I on i'll shoot a 22 if i'm going down you know i had to honestly yeah yeah, yeah. uh favorite historical site Oh, uh, Coliseum for sure. Oh, nice. I've actually okay. been there, so that was on my bucket list. My wife and I went to Rome like five, six years ago. But well, lock grips taste good, apparently, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Just yeah, saying. yeah. Had to save up though. But yeah, that is—you see that thing in person, and it's uh—you you feel like you're at the big house, you know? Like it's, it's oh, I bigger, can imagine. It feels bigger than a football stadium. It's just—it's insane, yeah. and it's two thousand years old, and we can't build anything nowadays. You know, here in Michigan, our roads last right. months, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think you're doing it wrong. I think what you need to do, see, since y'all are so international with the grips, see, that what y'all yeah. need to do is you need to make that a business trip. You need to have a meeting with somebody about grips in Rome. Yeah. And well, then you just go write it off. I've, I've pitched an international location before, <laughs> and then I would sacrifice. I'd make the sacrifice and move. But, you know, I guess... Yeah. First, we'll get this building, and then maybe we'll see if we need a new international building. We can strike <laughs> right. a deal with Beretta, Italy, or, you know, one of those right. guys, or Canik, and just camp right. out over there. Uh, favorite actor or actress? Oh, man. Um, Russell Crowe's one of them. Oh, that's uh, solid. Gladiator. That's solid, yeah. Probably my top three movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, man, anything with Seth Rogen, you know, I like... Like hilarious man hilarious and, and you gotta you gotta take politics and some of that out in my opinion you know you gotta divide the art and the artist sometimes but oh, yeah. well ironically uh, you know you say oh. that uh the interview was hilarious you know that uh yeah the north korea movie mm -hmm. yeah uh just gosh seth rogan amazing uh final one i guess we'll do here uh favorite founding father I don't think I have one. <laughs> really? Okay. I, I can't I cannot even answer all of, all of all of the above or I think no. I would appreciate the fact that we have founding fathers. Right. You well that's true. I mean? That's true. And it's tough because there right. are you know, I don't know, Benjamin Franklin probably uh tops my list, but Jefferson's up there, Washington's gotta be up there, right? Adams gotta be up there. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln's got to be up there. I don't know if you don't necessarily call Lincoln a founding father. Kick that well, out. Never mind. He was a vampire killer. So this is true. This so. is true. This is true. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was a little bit of fun. 
on the spot brought to you by uh by Anderson Manufacturing. Um anything anything left on the agenda, Blake, that we haven't talked about or we haven't um, got to that I mean, folks need to know about. We could probably talk about random stuff for a while. We're going to you know, we'll be at Shot Show again. Uh, our of course. This year. Really? Um, yeah, it's just been too too. So y'all do got a bunch of money now, apparently. <laughs> well, we have a, we have too many products. So this we is true. Yeah. yeah. Last year, I had people messaging me saying, "Hey, I tried to stop by, but I couldn't get to you." We y'all are cramped that. in that yeah. one little table, yeah. one little space. One. Little, I will say that it it is a little bit cramped. Um. You know, especially if you get very many people in the booth and trying to look around and yeah, that sort and of stuff. There's even at one point, um, at someone behind the table doing like an interview with me, and there's a crowd around us. Yeah. Jason went to get food and comes back, and I look and I see Jason peeking his head over the crowd, trying to get back into his own booth. <laughs> so you know, we got a nice corner booth now. It's uh, oh. 20 foot instead of 10 foot. Um, we're actually over by I think Live Free Armory. Um, oh, okay, cool. Over by the food court. So it'll be should be a lot easier to talk to us and talk to more people. Um, and we're investing in a bigger booth as well. So we're probably looking at NRA next year. Uh, maybe some, you know, new new trade shows. Need to make TriggerCon, man. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a really bad timing for it with everything we had going on. But right. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, with, uh, you know, the industry folks that I talked to with TriggerCon, it, it's not a huge event. Of course, this is just the second year it was in Kansas. Yeah. Uh, but they said for the barrier to entry, for the cost, right? Yeah. Like, it's it not near as expensive as an NRAM or a SHOT Show or something like that. Yeah. And so that, you know, if you factored that in, it, it wasn't altogether terrible. Uh, and I don't remember... The public it, it is yeah yeah no it is totally yes yeah, totally open to the public too yeah so uh you know with what you guys are doing you could technically take, take some stock and sell it of course yeah. you got so many skews and it's so personal with colors that i know that probably yeah. gets difficult to try to do something like that it's at a more, show more bring stuff and like here's a code or something yeah here's a 10 percent off coupon yeah. you know order it and they could stand right there and order it on their phone even if they wanted to but yeah but um, i mean we're yeah, definitely you know. looking at more shows so yeah we're just you know we're growing and we had to be careful with hey me and jason are away so it's like you gotta also run the business at the same time yeah yeah um and you can have split focus too that's bad and a lot of companies yeah. have succumbed to that unfortunately they got they got way too ambitious, way too quick. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of the things you talked about that at the first of the podcast, that you guys just kind of slow rolled it there for a while. Um, and it's awesome because you're you're no different. Lock Grips is no different of a company. Other than just the size and the scale and the scope of what y'all are doing now, it's so much more exaggerated than it was before. Yeah. Uh, but the way the company operates and, and the way that you talk with folks and your day-to-day and your attitude and just all of that is no different than day one when I met you guys. And there's something to be said about a company that works that way. I think those are the type of companies that stick around. Yeah, we just, I mean, we're trying to avoid an automated phone system. You know, we try to just right. answer the phones, talk to people, answer emails, and be straight with people and do what we can to make everyone happy let's do our customers you know it's a lot of the same what we used to do we're just doing more of it right right 
So uh, give you a, a few minutes. We're at the top of the hour. So uh, if folks want to reach out, if they've got questions, if uh, you know they just want to check out the pictures that you guys post, whether it's uh, the pictures from lock grips or the pictures from um, you know clients, customers, influencers that tag you guys, uh, some beautiful, beautiful stuff. I will say that it's it's lock grips on firearms are almost like artwork in a way. <laughs> Uh, yep. folks want to check all that stuff out. Uh, how do they, how do they do that? How do they get in touch? Uh, lock grips everywhere, you know, so lockgrips.com. You can see how to spell it up here. There is no C right here. Um, so <laughs> lockgrips.com. Uh, Instagram is a great way to shop, shop what we have. Window shop. Yeah, basically. And, you know, if you see something on Instagram and you're having trouble finding it on our site, or maybe it's not even on our site. You can literally screenshot it, send us a link, say, hey, can I get this? Or can I get this on a different model? Um, right. We're always open to that sort of thing. But mainly, yeah, our website and YouTube, um, not from our channel, but a lot of guys like you doing reviews. Um, that's going to be where we're bigger on YouTube and as well on Instagram. So we do a lot of sponsor, a lot of competitions, competition shooters, send products to influencers for reviews. So uh, you know, we share a lot of that as well. So yeah, right. check us out on Instagram, you know, go give our, our influencers a follow. You'll see more of our stuff that way as well. Um, and then any, you got ideas for something crazy. Maybe we'll say no, maybe we'll say yes. Shoot us an email. You never know. You never yeah. know. Blake, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for jumping in. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having uh, me, man. We got to we got to get you back on quicker than three years. I can tell you that much. Uh, yeah, we get get me on a schedule. We'll we can plan <laughs> the next one already if you want. Right, right, exactly. Uh, hang around. Uh, I'll uh, I'll uh, yeah, I want to chat with you once we're over. But I'm gonna close this out real quick for uh, everybody else that is uh, is out there for all the folks live. Hey, thanks for joining in live. A uh, little bit of conversation was a few questions, a few questions out there. If I can talk. Uh, and totally appreciate that, of course. Remember that if you're in replay, uh, you know, there's comments down below. Participate. Ask questions. Uh, we will uh, definitely do our best to find the answers for those uh, and uh, and get you taken care of. So, yeah, thanks for uh, joining in on everybody out there. Big thanks, obviously, to Monster Tactical, to Anderson Manufacturing. I uh, want to talk a, a little bit about next week. Uh, we should have Derek from Kids Safe Foundation and Amy Dillon. So, uh, pretty much a uh, solid 2A week for the podcast next week. That's Wednesday and Thursday. So uh, if you want to join us live for that, you, of course, can. If not, then it'll be in replay, uh, audio, video, podcast platforms, uh, everywhere that you can uh, find it. Uh, since we are talking about the uh, Thursday recorded podcast today, uh, I'm going to tell everybody, uh, of course, have a great, safe, happy, great weekend. Uh, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Till then, don't forget to change by our freedom. Bye. We appreciate the Patreon patrons and YouTube channel members who keep these podcasts going. If you're looking for cool stickers, patches, and other gear, be sure to check out Clovertack.com. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Clovertack Podcast. <laughs>